Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Knives and Fire, a look into scouting. Uh, my name is Chuck Kelly. I'm a um, associate lodge advisor for the Order of the Arrow. Um, what we do with this podcast is we talk about uh, the things in scouting. Uh, it's more geared toward adults and scouters, uh, things you should know, don't know, might know, uh, might be interested in. Uh, and we try to bring you into the light on what those things are and why we do what we do. Uh, again, I'm Chuck Kelly. I'm Jared Budlong. And I'm Philip Abernathy. And this uh, this episode, we're going to do a little uh, deep dive into uniforms. One of the most recognizable things about scouting uh, is our uniforms. And, um, uh, you know, everybody gets to kind of take their own episode and, and uniforms are something I have a real special love for. And, and it looks like you're in an activity uniform. I am uh, partially in an activity uniform, and in this episode, we're going to explain uh, the different uniforms and what we do and why they're used specifically for those type of things. And and um, so we'll just dive right in. Uh, first off, we got to start this like we always do. Uh, this is a uh, essentially a meeting. So uh, what we'll do is we'll start out with the scout law and uh, stick around to the end, hear what the scout oath sounds like. Um, so a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Uh, everybody, uh, Glad you're here with us. Uh, if you've listened to our other podcasts, uh, you've probably uh, already subscribed. But if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to Knives and Fire. You can find us where, Jared? Uh, that'd be anchor.fm, at least upon launch. If you're listening to this like four years in the future, that might be different. But uh, at that point, do a Google search for Knives and Fire podcast and see what happens. But definitely check anchor.fm. Outstanding. Uh, Philip, uh you're with us. Uh, you're part of the crew. What, what do you do? I'm an assistant scoutmaster. I've been a cub master. Both of my children have crossed over into Scouts BSA. So um, I am actually the a committee member with the pack that I was cub master and still kind of in the loop with how they do things and try to help uh you know, advise, uh, but honestly, the guy that took my place is better than me, so they don't really need a whole lot of help. <laughs> um, and you know, like we've we, I like to think that we, I, you know, the the adults, the leadership team that that I had uh, when I was the Cub Master was pretty good, and we built a pretty good organization. Uh, we definitely, I left it better than I found it. I like to think, but now I'm an assistant scout master, and um, I'm also. I don't know if I'm a, officially an associate advisor with the OA Lodge, but I certainly spend a lot of the time in the kitchen cooking. All right. And Jared? I'm a cup master for, uh, for a pack here in the area and the uh, currently the marketing chair for our, our district. By the time the next episode comes out, that might be different. <laughs> <laughs> well, a different if you, role. If, if, if you don't get your fired, you're probably going to keep doing they're the gonna, same job. They're going to cut your pay. No, yeah. I mean I mean switching roles. So. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, so, you know, all of those things are registered leader positions and uh, which require 
the wearing of a scouting uniform. Uh, I wanted to, I pulled this up specifically so we could talk about it and say what the national BSA's uh, standing and policy is on uniforms. And so it, it's very short, so bear with me. Uh, Boy Scouts of America has always been a uniformed body. Its uniforms help to create a sense of belonging. They symbolize character development, leadership, citizenship training, and personal fitness. Wearing a uniform gives youth and adult members a sense of identification and commitment. And that really kind of dives directly into one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it. Um, anyone who's been a member of any kind of organization, whether it be of military, uh, Freemasons, uh, scouting, a police officer, uh, you know, everybody has a uniform. Everybody has baseball uh, team, baseball team, uh, soccer team. There's specific things that you have to wear. One, because of what you're doing, it specifically is tailored to kind of protect and provide comfort for the activities that you're taking part in, right? Uh, but the scouting uniform has different levels and different uses. And so that's something that you as new adults and new scouters may have no clue what the, they are and what they mean. Um, first, we'll talk about what they're called. Uh, you know, some people will refer to them the old way, which um, they were based off of military uniform uh, and a dress uniform for a military uh, member is called a class A uniform. Used to be. Used to be. I don't think it is anymore. It is. Still called class A? Are yes. you 100% sure on that? Uh, being that I have a brother that's in the Navy and still wears his dress class A's. Cool. <laughs> they <Okay>. are. <laughs> um I'm not. I have no connection to the military. So, well, uh, between my brother, my dad, myself, uh, one of my other brothers, uh, we've all been in the military in some form or fashion, and they are called Class A, Class B, Class Cs, um, and it directly dictates what use they're authorized for, right? Um, so you'll see, you'll hear somebody, you know, say that these are my dress blues, you know. It, it's a sort of a slang reference as to what they are. When scouting, there are the what used to be called the Class A uniform, but is now called the field uniform. And then there is the Class B uniform, or what is called the activity uniform. Okay, so and the big difference between a field uniform and an activity uniform is specifically the absence or presence of the scout shirt, the main dress shirt that has uh, your rank and emblems and everything on it. The traditionally, I think they're all they're all buttoned down, even even ship. Mm -hmm. Even ships, they're all buttoned they're down. All buttoned down. Right. All buttoned down. Mm -hmm. So uh, the difference between field uniform and and actually as adults, there is also a dress uniform, which uh, is uh, quite different. Um, where it's a, it's actually a blazer with a tie and a dress shirt, mm -hmm. but you can also get a dressier field uniform and dress pants to where you can show up for semi-formal functions uh, and it's an actual pressable shirt. That, Meaning like award ceremonies or? Yeah. Okay. 
Indeed. So there's everyday wear field uniform, and then there's a, uh, I'd say, semi-fancy uniform, and then there's fancy dress uniform. Uh, and so as adults, we have different levels, but as a scout, there are two and only two, and it's the field uniform and activity uniform, and they're just for that purpose. So when you, when you say uniform, and we're talking about field uniform, activity uniform, I think of the shirt, but the uniform is more than just the shirt, right? It is. It is. Uh, and it really, you know, one of the things as a parent that I get really annoyed with is when my kids come in and they have holes in their nice jeans or they've got uh, big mud stains and stuff all over their pants and stuff like that. You know, scouting has designed a uniform pant that is designed to, one, take a beating and keep going, two... Uh, it's convertible for warm weather and cold weather, um, but it also uh, adds to the uniform level. Um, you know, you see a lot of kids these days that will wear just, you know, swim trunks with their scout shirt and not acceptable. How does um, that make you feel when they wear swim trunks with their shirt? I actually, it, I take it as a sign of disrespect. Um, you know, it, it, with an activity uniform, wear pretty much what you want to. You know, the activity is just that. It's, you know, swim trunks, T-shirt. Uh, the activity you do an activity. Right. Uh, and it's designed for, you know, whatever you're going to do. If you're going to be swimming, that. If you're going to be out in the woods, wear some blue jeans, you know, things like that. But the scout uniform, the field uniform should be worn in a way that is both respectful of the uniform itself but also representing the organization that it's in. And it, you know, creates a, you know, a look that makes you, one, feel like you're part of something, but two, is something that's just nice enough that it gives you something to take care of, you know. Um, and one of the things that really kind of is something that I, I say it annoys me, it really kind of, it's probably deeper than that is whenever I have units that go, well, we're waste up pack because we don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to invest in the, sh in the pants or, you know, we don't think it's appropriate to ask people to buy pants. And, and I'm like, well, you know, but how many pairs of pants are they ruining because they're coming and doing this stuff when they can? Yeah, it's not, I don't know. I, so I, I get your point, right? Like, so yeah. it's like, hey, I don't want them to rip these pants. I just spent 30 bucks on. Right. But for me, it's like, I just spent 30 bucks on a pair of pants and a week later he has outgrown them. Yeah. And it's, it, they, and that can add up. And yeah. so, you know, I, I try, I've tried my best to, to make sure that they have scout pants. Yeah. I really have, right? And it's Cub Scouts that can wear blue and, it just worked out that their school pants were blue, so they could wear some blue school pants, and it it worked out, right? Right. But as they are now in Scouts BSA, it, it can start to add up a little bit to constantly be like, oh, you outgrew those again? Like, stop eating. Like, well, stop. See, here's stop also growing. here's also a sort of a, a an out to it though. Um, one of the things that I've found is is that the Scout pants are really easy to get sort of a, you know, a Sam's Club knockoff of, you know, uh, if, if the price is really the issue and the kid is growing out of them, you know, then yeah, go get some that are the same color 
because I can tell you right now, I have scout pants that are not scout pants, but they are the same color and they mimic the same thing. And so it, it is not a, unless you walk up and don't see the scouting emblem on the buttons, you know, they still are in uniform. Are they? I'm going to argue that they they, they are not. I, I would argue that they are not as well. However, but, I'm not going to go and be the uniform police. Correct. Because I want my kids, I want the kids in my pack or my troop to show up. Right. And if I sit here and I go, man, you're not in uniform. I'm going to give you a hard time about not being in uniform. And I don't know their social situation. I don't know their money situation. And maybe they're embarrassed to say something about it. Like... It can get, and then maybe they don't come back. And then what yeah. have we done? We've lost a scout that there's a chance, there's one less person we have to impact and make a good character, citizen, personal fitness, well, leadership. I, th- I so, think if you lose a scout that says something about you as a leader, not, not be. whether or not it's the pants, because you can approach those situations. But that's my point. It's and how, still how keep we, the scout. Well, that's my point. It's how we approach that situation, right? Well, one of the things is when your kid outgrows his pants, your kid does the good civic thing and donates them to the unit. I've got four pair at home that are going to the uniform line. Right, exactly. So, you know, when you outgrow those, then you have a working stock of uh, gently used, very not well-loved scout clothes that you can give to that scout that doesn't have them and go, hey, you know, here's here's some pants so you can be in uniform. And not to say, hey, you can't afford pants. It's just say, hey, I noticed you don't wear scout pants. Here's some that you can wear with your uniform. Correct. So, okay. So how far, <clears throat> how far do we take this to to your meetings when they're supposed to wear their field uniform? Mm-hmm. Are they out of uniform because they're not wearing socks and a neckerchief? Technically, no. Yes. Actually, technically, no. Really? The so uh, okay. So then let's list like because uh, that uh, as a, a not so a point of contention. What, yeah, what, what is, is a scout's BSA? What is the required on, uniform? Here is a scout in full uniform, and you're telling me that the, that the socks aren't part of the full uniform? They aren't. So what is that complete the list? Full uniform uh, is the shirt check, and the pants. Check the website. And the only piece of a uniform that's actually. Then allowed to be weared when not in the field uniform is the neckerchief. Then why do we have socks? To help give them things that wear that match. So it's 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 shirt and pants, mm. not belt. Not belt. Not belt, not neckerchief, not hat. Okay. Well, is some, that, is some, that Cub some Scouts troops, also? Cub Scouts. Some troops it. don't do neckerchief, so it wouldn't be. Right. But I'm going to argue that, yeah, and we're going to look it up here in a second, but I, I'm going to argue that. And I'm probably wrong because I usually am, um, but I'm going to argue that belt and socks are part of the uniform. Well, I, I know for sure the socks are not because when you're wearing pants, you can't see your socks. That doesn't mean they're not a part of the it uniform. Doesn't mean what if I'm they wearing shorts? are part of the uniform, but they are also not required. Uh, but then you know, there's also hats. You don't have to wear the hat either because they're, and that is a troop specific or unit specific. Uh, it's suggested, but not required. And, and none of them, that that's where it gets really, really interesting is, is that none of them are actually required. So what you read off earlier did not mention specific articles of clothing. Did we stop before we got to that? Uh, no. While wearing the uniform is not mandatory, it is highly encouraged. 
The leader of scouting, both volunteer and professional, promote the wearing of the u- wearing of the correct, complete uniform on all suitable occasions. Rules and regulations and policy. The following pages contain our uniform policy is taken from the chapter contains. Let's see. Uh, effective October 1, 2013, the official stance on the Boy Scouts of America's uniform policy is that shirts and blouses are to be worn tucked in regardless of whether and where is a Cub Scout, Scout, Sea Scout, Venturer, Adult Scouter. And the past guidelines have simply stated where uh, the uniform wearer should be neat in appearance. Neatness includes tucking in the shirt or blouse. This update will appear related in resources. Um they don't specifically state on the official policy that it is indeed uh, pants. socks, pants, or anything, but it does say complete uniform. I would love to know what that is. I know. <clears throat> well, the way to help for the uniform is the inspection sheet. Again, that includes every piece of clothing, though. Yes, it does. So, so it's funny because all that inspection sheet it says official scouts BSA belt, mm-hmm. official scouts BSA socks. So I, that I think you know that's part of the uniform. Now I would never send a kid home or tell them they got to come in uniform. I think when you get to your Eagle Border Review, or if you get to a a life Border Review, they can't show up in uniform because it says on the requirement to show up in uniform. Right. That there's a conversation to be had. Eagle, you're 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 well past that. Like you're going to be in uniform, right? We've actually had people that sh- have shown up for local eagle boards that have not been in full uniform, and they've been asked to go home Good. and get. They and they go, been. "Well, I don't have pants." Well, then go borrow some. Well, yeah, use your resources and yep. find out how you get some pants. But I, it goes to my point: like the socks are part of the uniform too. So, or, so in the belt, when I went through Wood Badge. It was expressed to me, hey, socks and belt are part of it. You're not wearing a belt. Mm-hmm. You're not in uniform. Exactly. Well, I got a belt. Uh, my oldest son stole it. No, I need another one. Um, because I, well, no, because I taught him, like, you got to yeah. wear a belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? And so, I'm laughing because my, <laughs> no, that, there, there are three are. equal size belts in our house, and all three of us pick. We just pick one. Can I borrow <laughs> one? <laughs> and none of them will fit me. <laughs> well, see, the, and that's the thing is, I taught my son that the uniform is your scout shirt underneath to be wearing your activity shirt, your scout pants, whether they be shorts or long pants, and your scout socks and your scout belt. Because to me, yeah, that's my uniform too. That's yeah, what I teach them. It, it, to me, that is the full uniform. But when it comes down to whether or not we're going to be sticklers with a child about whether or not he's got socks on, uh, half the time we're, we're lucky that they're wearing socks, period. Or shoes. Or shoes. At, well, least, think, at least an hour. Yeah. I think it's the... Well, look, if, if no, I'm, I just mean we're in the South, so if you, I'm you, wearing, can, you can walk around with those shoes on and not worry about hypothermia. Right. Like, well, no, but if you're, if you're, it's summertime, right? Yeah. And you're, maybe you're not wearing closed toed shoes for some reason. Ooh. Where are you at in uniform, not in closed toed shoes? On the water. Uh, then you're in an activity uniform, not your field uniform. You would think. <laughs> well, if you, that's, that's you if your leaders have done their job, you should be an activity uniform. You would think, yeah. yeah, you would think. But my my point is like, hey, so maybe maybe they are. They're they're wearing some sandals, right? right. Or they're wearing Birkenstocks or something like that. So they don't have socks on. 
or maybe they're wearing Birkenstocks with socks. I don't know. It's a statement. Well, I, I know I specifically have a nephew who wears Crocs everywhere. And I, he showed up to an OA event with Crocs on and I lost my mind on him because I mean, they're closed toe and they have the heel thing. They are not protective shoes. Listen, I would argue that they are. Um, they, you drop a, uh, an axe on your foot with Crocs on that is not going to protect your foot at all. Well, it depends on where you're. Uh, okay. I, I no, I, that, I, that point I get. Yeah. yeah. From a safety standpoint, but is that, so, axe, uh, is that axe going to penetrate the croc? Or depends it, on if you've done your job and sharpened it correctly. <laughs> because the most dangerous. So are you saying that an axe always falls blade side down? Yes. Oh, wow. Unless butter's on the other side. <laughs> and then, it, then it spins indefinitely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lands on my bread. <laughs> no, so we're. Um, our pack is a. Uh, Required, say no, it's required up. top up. It's fine. Yeah, we don't call it that, but it's, it's hey, the full uniform is X. Yeah. Uh, the only thing our pack requires is because we're in Cub Scouts and that's where you put your advancement is belt, shirt. And we actually say neckerchief, neckerchief and slide mm -hmm. as a way of identifying kids in a big group what age they are. Right. Because it's like, you know, if we've got, uh, we only have 50 to go, we don't have 140, but it's like, you know, if we're at Pinewood Derby, like if I see a kid in a, a red neckerchief running around, it's like, all right, cool, that's a that's a wolf. You need to go see, you know, or I need to get this, you know, so-and-so to deal with that kid. Um, but we we don't require pants. So, mm, uh, we don't we, require we scout, scout pants. pants. <laughs> I was about to say, we don't require official scout pants. Um, it is always it is always suggested. We're like, hey, you know, if you want to match, grab a pair of pants from mm -hmm. from Sam's or somewhere else. But that's that is the preferred that or khakis as well. We will we will put in there. And I know it's not the official color. I, uh, I it, that's why I was actually curious if, if the official paper statements said specific articles because I I'm willing to change our pack policy mm -hmm. if like. If the official policy is like, hey, complete uniform is X, Y, Z, and, and, and A. Well, I think the inspection seat is what you go by. Right. Well, then then none of us are following that because it involves a hat. It involves a neckerchief. It involves a slide. It involves a sauce. Well, no, so, no, no. Some of this stuff is optional. It does, say, true, it does say optional. Okay. All, yeah. Headgear. By all troops must vote. wear the headgear chosen well, see, by, by vote. vote of the troop. Yeah. But, okay. So you're looking at. So the vote is You're no looking headgear. at Scouts BSA. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Cub Scouts. The Cub Scout. Well, I'm, I'm curious because I'm a, I'm a Cub Master. Yep. And, uh, All right. So headgear. Headgear is optional. Shirt and neckwear. Pants and shorts. Belt. Adult leaders wear the official web belt and official leather belt with the buckle. Uh, adult leaders wear official Scout socks, leather or canvas neat and clean shoes. Uh, so it, as a, uh, Cub Scout youth, it does not specify the, the hat or the socks or the belt. It specifically says adult. Does it say, uh, shorts or pants are required? Uh, let's see. Male Cub Scout and Scouts BSA. Leaders wear the official pants or shorts. Female Cub Scout and Scouts BSA leaders wear the official pants, roll-up pants, or shorts. So I'm hearing a no. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Make sure I'm hearing. There's not oh, commas that I'm here's, reading. Here's Tiger Scout, Wolf Scout. Shirt. Uh, 
pants, shorts, and skirts. Official navy blue pants, roll-up pants, shirt, uh, shorts, or skirts to be worn with official long or short sleeve navy blue short. Cool shirt. So it is official navy blue web belt cut to proper length with insignia and buckle. Socks, dark blue official socks with orange tops for tiger, gold tops for wolf and bear scouts. Shoes, neat and clean. Socks required. Mm-hmm. There you go. Official. So, and that's the official uniform inspection for the Cub Scouts. And the reason why the, the Weeblos are not listed on there is because their uniforms are different color and match what the adults wear. Unless right. something changed in the last year, it is optional for them to wear blue or tan. That is correct. Yes, it is. Uh, which is also changes the type of uh, Weeblos uh, insignia that they have as well. Correct. Oh, the patch. Yeah, yes, yeah. because well, the uh, rectangle. Right, right correct. Yeah. The ovals worn on the khaki and the right. rectangle like a, like or the squares worn patch. on the. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we can agree that socks and belt are. Uh, no, so Cub Scouts, it's required of the Yep. Same with the Boy Scouts. But the neckerchief is not. No, because that's something the troop, because our troop does not wear it. Or the hat. Or yeah. a hat, yeah. See, our, our pack used to actually. Uh, Part of their dues for the year, which were paid by fundraising, we got them their new neckerchief for their next year. We just implemented that. So that since it was provided, then all scouts had it and all scouts were were required suggested to wear. To wear. Yeah. But anyway, so the whole point of it is, and as we see clearly in the uniform inspection, which how many of you have actually done a uniform inspection? Obviously not. Only Obviously during not. Wood Badge. Only during Wood Badge. I've actually done uniform inspections for Scouts BSA, uh, especially whenever they are doing a flag ceremony. Right. So that brings into what's the difference between activity and why should the field uniform be used with such reverence? Uh, is because it's used for ceremonial meeting purposes. Uh, it's used for scouts' own services and religious um, gatherings. It's also the major thing that the you know, the the community sees when they think of scouts. They think they don't even think blue uniforms. They think the khaki, right? And khaki and green of scouting. And so the when it's stated that. The whole purpose of the uniform is to give the scouts a sense of belonging. One, they belong to a group, but also the community looks at that scout and goes, oh, they belong to scouting. And people will actually make judgments off of how good or how bad your unit or just scouting is in general by what the scout looks like. You know, the judging book by its cover, like what we're not supposed to do, but we do. Well, when you go to camp or you go to Camp Arie or Camp Arall, there's typically a top troop award. Mm -hmm. And some of that is how you show up in uniform. Right. And, you know, it's we want there to be a sense of pride mm -hmm. in wearing the uniform. You agree to wear it with pride and confidence and all that stuff. But, you know, as a unit, or a team, when you show up and everyone's in the same thing. I can remember going to camp uh, this past year, and, and one troop had a different color troop T-shirt for each day of the week. 
right? And that oh, was, I love that. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Um, and, but they're all wearing the same thing. They're all in uniform, and I loved the, it. Was, it looked great. They're all like they looked like a well-run, good unit. I don't know how much. Oh, I'm sure they smelled like a good unit too. Yeah, they got a different shirt for each day. That means they're changing their clothes, which does not happen a lot at camp. <laughs> not typically. However, you know, you, you got to wonder how how boy led it really was. If mm-hmm. if if the adults were mandating that they're going to look good, or if the youth leadership was mandated right right so i have never i'm not a giant stickler on the uniform i think for me i'm i'm pants and shirt and i'm happy right mm-hmm. uh, i'm with you i don't like like don't wear your afcos with your scout shirt because if you don't if you need scout pants or you need scout shorts talk to your parents and if you know there's an issue to talk to some there's 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 somebody you could like hey so you're i'm you can't show up to board a review like that. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, when I go back to, again, another one of my nephews, he has a pair of scout shorts. And I, it's something that I've actually fought with his parents about. And his dad is like, yeah, I, I get on him all the time. His mom is like, man, you know, and I'm like, he wears the scout shorts pretty much every day of the week that I see him, except except meetings. The meetings. <laughs> and I'm like, he comes into the meetings I'm like, you know, I know he's got scout pants. I just saw him well, in the shorts. Well, they're dirty by the time the meeting comes around. I know. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? The and scout shorts are my favorite short to wear. I was going to say, I, personally, I like them, but I think that's it might be because I grew up in scouts. Like, I still thoroughly enjoy cargo pockets. Oh, yes. I, well, they're just comfortable You know, in, in this day and age, we're actually not supposed to be adults that care about cargos, and I just can't get away from them. Why well, do I have to be an adult? I don't right? want to be. Like, I, I, get, I get looks from certain... Uh, people and they're like cargo pants and I'm like yeah is yeah. that your wife no yeah whenever you need something and I pull it out <laughs> thankfully not you know that's why you know my wife is always like why do you take a backpack w- with you everywhere and I was like because when you need something and I pull it out of that backpack right you're not making it's, fun of me for being Mr. Scout anymore it's, it's are you called, it's called being prepared yeah so like I, I actually uh, to record the podcast uh, the studio recording in one of their cables was bad. Instead of trying to dig through the, the the closet full of cables, I you know I have I have an adapter in my bag for headphones and a spare cable in the car. So I was like, here, I'll just go get it. Like, I don't have to worry about digging for it. I'll just yeah. go grab my cable because you know it's hey, it's uh, we're being thrifty with our time at that point. Yeah, <laughs> like hey, let's, let's just I know I can fix this. I've got the cable and the adapter. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and you know that's why those cargo pockets are there right there and because when you go out into the field which is where they use the name for when you go out into the field and you're learning and you're going through the woods and you have to carry certain things with you to be able to do those scouting activities you have all those pockets and you have pants that are going to stand up to the wear and tear of what you're doing you know whether or not you're a grower and six months down the road they don't fit or you're going to be like my nephew who has the same pair of pants that he's had for three years uh that's kind of neither here nor there uh when it comes down to uh are you wearing what's one going to be safe what's going to fit with the uh uniform code and is going to set you up to be able to do your scouting adventure and the best way possible. And that's one of the things that really 
Um, and then, you know, there's the, you know, kids can't afford. Yes, we understand that. There are ways around that. But then there's the kids that don't care. And that is the part that really grinds me is because if they don't care and they come in with their, and I'm glad they, Nationals has added the whole tucking your shirt in as part of being in your uniform because that's one of the things that grinds me the most is seeing a kid come in with his shirt untucked. He went to all of the trouble to put on his uniform right, and didn't tuck it in. And you're like, what? And it, it, it comes down to he doesn't respect it. He hasn't been taught differently. No one has said anything about it up to that point, you know? And so then you've got to be the guy that goes, Hey man, tuck in your shirt because you're an adult leader and helping them and guiding them towards being correct in that, that situation is what you do. But then when you have a parent that walks by and go, yeah, he doesn't, he does, he's not really feeling tucking in his shirt. And I'm like, that's not helping. Right. You know, you have to tuck your, you have to wear pants when you go to work, you know, it, it just help here. You know, don't, don't hinder it's, the process. It, it's some, at some level, it's not, uh, it's not necessarily about, uh, it's not about following the rules because it's the uniform as part of the rules. It's more about teaching habits and getting into habits. Right. So right. It, it's not, yeah, if you look at the inspection sheet, good posture on the scouts PSA is part right. of the uniform inspection. Right. Well, I mean, so if, like it's like okay, well, he wasn't feeling tucking the sheet. Cool. Well, like what if he wasn't feeling you know checking his surroundings before pulling out his pocket knife? Like right, he, there yeah. there are reasons we have protocol and procedures, and it's some of it may seem uh, superfluous. Is that the right word for it? Where it's like anyway, like tucking in your shirt. Okay fine most people won't tuck in the shorts of the state that's fine but it is a part of the uniform it's a part of the procedure let's let's follow those so that we get used to following all of them because some of them are really important well i know if i show up to work in my dress shirt and my dress pants and my dress belt and i do not have my shirt tucked in my boss is going to have something to say about that sure and that's something that these youth need to learn is is that you may not be feeling something one day but Doing what's required and necessary for the situation that you've put yourself in is part of life. And, you know, part of one of the things that it says is being part of something, but also learning to care for something that's bigger than yourself. Um, you know, what happens when you give them a car? Right. What happens when they have their own house, you know, is if they haven't gotten into the habit of going, okay, well, you know, I need to take care of my uniform. I need to make sure everything's just right and I need to take care of it and respect it. Then when they get into their car, the first thing they're going to do, they're going to run into a tree and go, man, I don't care. It's no big deal. Well, not even that. What if it, it, it could be something as simple as, you know, keeping your, the keeping your car clean inside and out Yeah, where it's like. Well, I didn't feel like washing the car. It's like, okay, well, like one time, got it. But if you don't do it long enough, you will actually ruin the paint job, which then gets through the paint and into the body of the car, which then causes rust. And then you have to spend a lot of money in order to keep your car from falling apart. Right. Or interior. 
you know, you've got food everywhere, then, you know, now you have ants, roaches, whatever, getting into your car, causing other issues. Right. So. Well, and, you know, with the Scouts BSA, you know, the, sh- the, the, the shoes, when you come down to shoes, the shoes isn't really a part of the uniform, except for the fact that it protects your feet. Right. And it is going to, uh, they need to be neat, clean, and appropriate for the activity. So if you're going to be walking through the woods... I'd say Crocs are not appropriate. Right. Uh, Flip-flops are not appropriate. I would agree with that completely. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to hike up the side of a mountain with a pair of Crocs on because it's dangerous. Honestly, uh, hiking up the side of a mountain in tennis shoes is not appropriate either. No, it is not. You need something that protects your ankles as well, not just the sole of your foot. You're not going to walk through snake-infested area with low tops on either. Right. You know, there are things that are done. For safety issues, not because they look cool. Well, that's just picking the right equipment for the activity. Right. right. Well, Which that brings us back to, back to you uniforms. Yeah. So you well, wear the my, field uniform that's in my, one place. That's, that's my, that's, that's my was point. That, was that your segue back I, into the major topic? I, I, think, <laughs> I think something that we can all agree on is playing gaga ball in a field uniform is inappropriate. It is a very bad idea. It's very bad. It's inappropriate, and it does not respect my uniform, nor does it teach you to care for your uniform and keep it in good, neat order. Uh, that's well, what an activity uniform and, is for. And here in, in South, let's say you could somehow hypothetically play Gaga Ball uh, in the field uniform, like without getting it disgustingly dirty, like or coming untucked. Yeah, sure. But hi, magically speaking, let's say you've got the what are the, the little shirt clips that keep your shirt tucked in. Oh yeah, you, yeah. So you've got those on. It stays tucked in, and you're supreme at playing goggle ball. So you actually don't get hits. So you're not getting dirty. Whatever. Uh, I guarantee you, at least in our here, you're getting overheated. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not. You're not actually caring about your body at that point. You're you getting overheated. Yep. Um, there, it's not an appropriate, uh, an appropriate attire for physical activity. No. Uh, it's it's a thick shirt uh, in most cases. It's designed to, you know, like most military wear, it's designed for rough uh, being being durable right. and and being able to hold starch well, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely not not to mention why would you want your, your you know, to be in a situation where your rank patch or whatever is going to get accidentally ripped off your shirt. Right. One of your temporary, well, that's temporary a, that's a, awards. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. But what you know, and we're we're talking about the parts of the uniform, but specifically we talk about the shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you think about like what's on there, right? So yeah. if you're new to scouting, you might not know what, like what everything is or what it means or where it goes. I know, like I still have blue epaulets because I haven't, you know, changed them. To green. Well, so you're still on the committee for your pack. Okay, so a, depending on the if you're wearing the position patch for the the well, pack, my 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 uniform's out of date. It still says Cubmaster. Okay, well, so you know that's technically I'm in, 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 in right, but but if you're new to scouts or you're just kind of like looking at it, when you look at the epaulets, the, the shoulder thingies, they right? tell you technical what, term the shoulder thingies, the shoulder yeah, thingies, it's the things that go on the loops on they your shoulders. They tell you what. Uh, um, which group that that person is is directly correlated to? Yes. Right. So blue, blue for blue for Cub Scouts, Scouts, green or red for Scouts BSA. Yes, because a uniform is always uniform. Yep. Uh, you have yellow for Council. 
Right. And then silver for national, if I remember? No, no, no. Is it the other so, way around? Uh, silver is for district and council. Okay. Yellow is for nationals. Okay, so I inverted them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and that that's the epaulets tell you what what registered leaders role you are uh, basically taking part in. Uh, a lot of people, and I'm actually kind of bad about it too because I do so many things. Uh, will have like unit let numbers on my shirt because I am registered as a leader for that unit, but I'm acting in a district capacity. So technically I'm not supposed to have unit numbers on my uniform. Right. But that gets into, I've got to have a different uniform for every position I hold or I do Velcro. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> or you install well, Velcro. Velcro pretty well now is that is that kosher it is okay kosher hmm. so and then I, on the on i can't the think right, of another word for it is there another word for that because uh, uh, we're not acceptable huh acceptable, acceptable. Sure. let's do that uh actually yes it is okay. it is acceptable and uh the scout nationals actually sells velcro for you to be able to fashion into uh, attaching to your uniform and in so your they, patches so they can be easily removed and the kids and love it. They can rip the patch off. Yes. Yeah. There's also a company that out, that makes them pre-cut to where you can go through and put every single patch that is on your uniform on Velcro so they can be taken off because technically if you wash them it makes them not as good looking and right. phrase them and stuff. So you can take them off your uniform, wash your uniform shirt, and then put the patches back right. on. So on your left. right side, left, your left side, sorry. Left side. <laughs> my, my other, on your left side, you have your council strip. Council strip. Uh, then you will also have your position. As an adult, you will have your council strip and then uh, a your unit number and position patch, and if it's a if it's a veteran unit, you can have your veteran uh, yes. number above that or, or on the patch itself. Or if you are a heritage unit that has, say, like with the troop that I'm part of, we're almost a hundred years old. Yep. Um, and so I believe the last number we had was ninety five. So there's actually. A ninety-five that we can wear above our unit. Yeah, strip. that's what I was talking about. I, I, I thought it was called veteran patch or veteran strip. Uh, is there, that's all. It's a founder that you can put. Well, founder is if you were there when it was founded. Yes, but I'm talking about the. I was talking about the the numbers. The of, numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How long your unit has been continuously charged? Yes, um, and we're actually one of the one the. Of uh, one of the oldest continuously chartered units in the country. Yep. Uh, nice. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, scouting is only about, what, 10 so, years older? So uh, it was, what, 1909 is yep. the initial founding because our council was founded in 1910. Mm -hmm. Am I getting that right? Yeah, because we just did our 100th anniversary yep. recently. Yeah, so it was 1907, 1909. Oh, man. Probably should have looked that up before yeah, we did this. Well, probably, that was, we should have left some breadcrumbs pre, on that one. Pre-1910. Yeah, <laughs> was when uh, the Boy Scouts of America was founded. The our council, the Mobiliary Council, was founded in 1910, uh, right. and then the troop was in 
uh, like 1917 or something. It was, it's relatively soon yeah. after. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, your council strip, then your veterans bar, yep. uh, then your unit number, and then there will be a position. And below that, if you've done like the people that are on this podcast have done and just absolutely overtrained yourself uh, to the max, you can actually put what's called a trained bar on the bottom of your sleeve. It's directly below your position. Yes. Uh, not always, depending on how many other stuff you put on there. Oh, it's actually February. It's actually 1910. So I was, you know, we're good. Yep. I was, uh, it's fine. It wasn't earlier than that. It was 1910. Yeah. I was, I was scouting. Yeah. yeah I was February second, 8th. I was second guessing myself. It's fine. Uh, so we're we're about nine years, seven years younger than scouting. Uh, so yes, we're almost to right. uh, the hundredth anniversary, uh, and so that's that's pr- typically what goes on the the, the left, left sleeve. There's on your right sleeve, the very first thing at the top, American flag, and then below that, uh, as far as an adult goes. A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Um, unless you're in wood badge, then you have a uh, patrol officially, badge. Officially, nothing goes below that for an adult. Yes. Uh, but then uh, as a uh, Scouts BSA, your patrol emblem is goes on that side. Um, and for uh, that's that's pretty much it because uh, with Cub Scouts, the Weeblos colors goes on the other, mm-hmm. other sleeve. So that's... It's pretty uh, says a lot, you yeah. know. You know, your right, your right arm. There's just the, the flag and your patrol. It's, it's kind then, of your, it's it's your, your community yes. at that yeah. point. And then as you're as you're, if I'm looking at you, Chuck, right? So yes. then I've got uh, two pockets. Two pockets, right? What goes on? Then there's a flat patch yep. for you if you are a member of the Order of Aaron, right? To, so to signify that you are, you know, in the lodge. So basically what you do is if you cut down the middle of the scouting uniform, okay, your right side is your association side, okay? It tells you on your top of your right pocket is your, it says Boy Scouts of America or Scouts BSA. It tells you which group you're part of. Your right sleeve tells you that we're in America uh, because other scouting uniforms have their flags there. Uh, and then your patrol emblem, then on your right breast pocket flap is your uh, membership flap for the Order of the Arrow, uh, which is Scouting's National Honor Society. And then on the right pocket is a temporary activity patch. So if you went to, say, National Jamboree, that's where National Jamboree's patch would go temporarily. Okay, and then the left side of your shirt is achievement and position, right? So over your left pocket, uh, as an adult, that's where your uh, uh, knots go. The the square knot patches that signify what uh, recognition. recognition and awards you've gotten throughout. Even as a youth, there's certain ones that show up there. Only two. Religious and A-Will, correct? Uh, no. Oh, an Eagle. Yeah. An Eagle Scout. There are three. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the religious emblem, the arrow of light, which used to be a, an award that not everyone got. Uh, as well, a, as a, always get it. 
no, you could not get it mm-hmm. and and be just fine. Yep. It was not considered a rank. Now AOL is considered a rank, not an award. So um, used to it was a special award and you could have gone right. through and earned your weeblos and just right. done it. But anyway, so uh, as a uh, a youth, they're also... Uh, oh, well, we skipped the world crest. The, right. We skipped the, that's at the top of the... Right. The, so that is above, just below the, the collar on your left side of the uniform chest or breast area. And that is um, uh, the world scouting emblem. And it's a purple, purple uh, field. field with a white uh, Florida de lis and a rope white rope that goes around it with a square knot and that signifies that's the the insignia for the world scouting movement and every other scouting program across the globe falls underneath that insignia correct it uh it's it's very neat and it's been around for a very long time um Okay, below that is going to be the recognition area of anything other than rank. So if you get your religious emblem as a scout, you wear the medal, uh, not the knot. Right. The knot is not actually not or, allowed. Not or for adults. Correct. Knots are adult only. Uh, right. If, yes, the knots are adult only. Uh, no. The religious emblem is the one that you can wear the knot as a youth and an adult. The medal is only for special occasions. Okay. Okay. Uh, arrow of light, you can't wear the arrow of light until you become an adult. Not. The knot. The knot. The yeah. knot of the, the arrow, arrow of light. patch is the only thing that you carry with you on your uniform from Cub Scouts, Cub Scouts to, to Boy to, Scouts. To Scouts BSA. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, okay, and then on the um, the pocket itself is where your ranks go, whether it be Cub Scouts or Scouts BSA uh, or uh, any other of the scouting's organizations. That's where the rank uh, tends to go, um, and uh, that's usually an oval patch for Scouts BSA. Uh, with Cub Scouts, they are uh, diamond shaped or squares the squares on axis yes yeah um, and they they are put in a certain arrangement until they get to a certain rank and uh that's where those go uh, the only there's only two that aren't the square you have your your lion and your animal. right both of those are rectangular uh and actually the lions now have a square one as well that's uh, a square on axis they started square did they are these is the current one a square the, the, it's one of those that you can wear both you can wear either okay yes I'm gonna say that. because I the, the lion patch that is not a square that's on axis uh is one that could be put on a t-shirt yeah because the lion uniform is really the Lion t-shirt. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. But if they, it is a choice to wear the blue uniform, mm-hmm. if they wear the blue uniform, then that, that patch is shaped like Lions the other ranks. like to wear the blue uniform. Yeah, they do. They want to be like the older kids. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, it's really neat. But, and see, that goes back to the uniform of they see the older kids wearing the uniform right. and want to be part of that group. 
Uh, my daughter, who is not a scout, wanted to have a uniform so she could, because she was, you know, Cub Scouting is a family event. Right. And she wanted to be able to wear a uniform and do what the other kids did in uniform just like they were. And that goes and speaks to the the real purpose of why it's there is it gives them a sense of belonging. And she did not feel, even though she was getting to do the same stuff, she did not feel that she really belonged there because she did not have the uniform. Right. And just for the, you know, any other organization that you go into, you know, you know, military, you can tell somebody, Hey, I'm in the army. Nobody really believes it until they see it and they see you wearing it correctly. Right. If you're wearing it incorrectly, they're going, and they, they call you out. Yeah. You're, you're not wearing that properly. And that means you're either not in the military or you have no discipline and I don't respect you. So it's, it's where that mentality comes from. Uh, so, yeah, it, I, I believe that, you know, that's one of the reasons why it's listed as one of the methods of scouting, because it's a way of teaching so much and is just as important as, say, the in adult involvement and the character building and all the, the outdoors. You know, the outdoors is specifically we have uniforms for how they interact outdoors. Right. But then you get into things like a, a flag ceremony. Well, you know. We as good citizens and part of our program is teaching how to properly care for and respect a flag um, and uh, how to treat it with respect and reverence and conduct ceremonies for it in the proper way to where we are not being disrespectful to it. And part of respecting the flag is looking your absolute best when doing a ceremony for it. So I have actually pulled kids out of being in a color guard because they did not, they weren't wearing the uniform properly and they stuck out like a sore thumb and right. it was going to be something that people looked at and was distracting away from the flag of the ceremony because that kid's wearing AFCOs, they're pink, you know, that to me, that does not say respect. What are AFCOs? Afghans. You guys have mentioned like four times. I'm like, I don't know what Afghans are. Well, they stand for American Fishing and Tackle Company, and there's just a, a clothing brand. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it would be like Chico's or something. But else. you Not know, like that style, yeah. but it's they're like, they're like shorts where you can wear up swimming. Back when we were kids and we wanted jams. Do you yeah. remember jams? The shorts that were all loud colors and He's everything. Oh yeah, that's true. No, I don't remember jams. No. Our, uh, I remember Umbros, but that was Umbros. Okay, yeah. that's perfect example. So it'd be like this. Umbro is a synonymous short for soccer. Right. Afcos are a in in our area is something that a, uh, a rich kid from the area who likes to fish. Gotcha. Would wear. So it's like a Columbia PFG shorts. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a different version of that. Gotcha. And they're not part of the uniform. No, yeah, they no. are not. No, not even if they're they're green. Not even not if even gray. if they're green. Um, you know, I I have a pair of uh, uh, military BDUs that are the olive green that mm -hmm. are not part of the uniform. Right. But there are things that are part of the uniform that are not the green pants. So you mentioned it earlier that. Uh, uniform, once it has been approved for uniform wear, 
unless it has been deemed inappropriate for scouting, it is still and always uh, cleared an official uniform. Yeah, and I right. reference the red epaulets because that's what Scouts BSA used to use. Exactly. Um, one of the things that used to be part of the scouting uniform was a kilt. Uh, in certain uh, certain areas and certain groups, they had kilts that were um, uh, that were, you know, of their tartan and things like that. But mainly in wood badge, uh, if they're worn as uh, the McLaren tartan, um, it is still an acceptable form of scouting uniform. And it's perfectly capable of wearing that in third degree weather. Yes, you are, because they're wool and very, very comfortable. Especially with the official long scout socks. Oh, yeah. To cover most of your leg. Yep. You uh, just have your, your kneecap that's exposed. At just that the kneecap. Those long socks are magic. Yes, they are. Because they keep you warm and in the summer they keep the bugs off. Yeah. Well, see, and I miss the old, and they've, they've started bringing them back. The but red the, top. the old red tops that yeah, you, they, you pulled up and then folded down. Yeah. Those were the best socks ever, and they apparently have improved them Ooh. and brought them back out. And I'm very excited about that because they will go well with my kilt that I own. I think I know what's going to be Chuck stocking. <laughs> <laughs> Some scout stockings? Some stockings in your stockings? Yeah. You're just going to hang one of the scout socks along your fireplace. Right. <laughs> and shove other stuff in it. Hey, you know, they come in handy, too, because uh, I know as a kid, um, there are times when you are a dumb kid and are not prepared. Yeah, it happens. And an extra pair of scout socks come in really handy as a pair of sleeves because you forgot your jacket. Fair enough. Oh, pull them built-in mitts, right? Yeah, you pull them all the way up and you can at least get a little bit of warmth out of that. Uh, it, was, it was They came in very handy on a hiking trip. <laughs> Hey, I can only imagine. Stay warm, right? right. And sometimes yeah. you just have to wear your socks on your arms. Right. Sometimes you got to wrap them around your neck. <laughs> I mean, it's, hey, that's why we push having scout socks, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, because they also fall. They are not just for looks. They do serve as a utilitarian form of what you need to have to be prepared. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's also why our pants are designed the way they are, because if you tie the legs, tie a knot in the bottom of them and pull them over your head while you're uh, you in water, they will actually hold water air. air very well. Yeah. So, yeah. And then actually, I, I, as a youth, we did that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, life-saving class. It's still part oh, of the life-saving life merit badge. Merit badge. Yep. Yep. Um, because you're supposed to be wearing I those. I that until just now. Yeah. And you jump in, get them wet, the fibers expand a little yep. bit, and they seal and hold water yep. really well. Uh, so it's not just uh, to make you look like everybody else. It's to save your it's, life. So buy some scout pants. It's form and function. Form and function, which is kind of what, what all scouting is about. No, nothing that we do is just for the looks. You know, there's a reason behind it all. And when you stop and ask, and a good trained leader that knows the answer will be able to satisfy the answer very quickly because it's it's there for a reason as long as you know the reasons and that's kind of what this is about but um you know then and, we get on and so often well you say there's that reason so often we don't as leaders or as units 
really incorporate the importance of that method of scouting into the rest of them. Right. Into the, right. We don't always explain it. So yeah. that's I think that's one of the hard parts is is injecting all of this detail into the everyday running of a unit, especially for people who are just showing up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's your first year in scouting, a lot of this is going to be new information. And that's kind of the, the point of this is like, hey, here's a resource. Here's, you know, some some experienced scouters uh, that are talking about, you know, what we do, why we do it. And uh, just trying to give us a single resource, a place for people to, to reference, because we can't, you can't just explain all that. Right. Up front. Like and, it's, and that's where having a, a, a good, healthy uh, scout uniform closet comes in handy because, you know, there are some people that may not be around six months and, you know, going in investing in a uniform to turn around for their kid to not really be in it. You know, but if you can go, hey, here, here's a uniform that you can wear for right now. If you decide that this isn't for you, please you know, bring yeah. it back. Bring it back so we can give it to another kid. You know, it, it helps bridge the gap of I'm here. Do I really want to invest this? Right. But then again, on the other side of the fence, and this is where I get frustrated, is because that same family will turn around and go spend three hundred dollars on uh, pads and stuff for their kid to go play football, and. I'm like, you know, it's half that to go get a scouting uniform that's going to last them more than a season because they're going to make you buy a different jersey and helmet next year. You know, it's the priorities. Right. It's the priorities that have that have really gotten. And it brings me back to what we talked about in one of our earlier episodes is, you know, we've gotten to this point where we're more worried about whether or not our kid is going to be the next Jose Canseco and, you know, play baseball professionally than whether or not they can make it through college in their first five years of being a real adult. And they're, they're worried about whether or not they're going to get that payday where, where, you know, if they work hard and they're a good scout, they, they may be able to find a payday doing something else. Right. That was like one percent of youth that play sports. Go it's, I think it's less than that now. Probably less than that yeah. because there's so many youth that play sports. It's actually skewed the percentage down of people who actually make it into a paying professional sport. Right, and it's just it's it's kind of ridiculous that we flooded the market with would be athletes and you know, stoked up their, their mentality of, yes, you can do it if you just believe enough. And that's not the case. If you believe enough, yes. If you work hard to get there and unfortunately in sports, if you have the physical attributes that make you a viable person for that sport. It's, and it's not, we're getting kind of off off topic, which is fine, but it's not even necessarily the, the physical attributes you have to be in the right place in the right time to be found to be to be scouted to even be even if you're the perfect uh the perfect quarterback like but if you're in if you're born in a town that doesn't somebody's not scouting then it doesn't matter yeah. like it they may never they're not going to see you so hopefully they're not exactly being pushed to do that in a town that they're never even found it but anyway the point's still there like the point is still there we've we've 
we've skewed our values uh, of to what we need to be getting our children involved with. And instead of investing in a uniform that's going to help them become better citizens and help them care for something that's better than themselves, we're going to spend twice as much to buy them a uniform that they're going to crawl through the mud with, get hurt and cause hospital bills with. And by the time they get to high school and college, have completely abandoned that venture. And, you know, and so that it starts with the uniform. It starts with, you know, in order to get the kid interested enough, they've got to feel like they're part of the group to begin with. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the thing. Like, so it's generalizing there may be the sentiment that parents were willing to put money in the football because it's, you know, society pressure. I'm a big fan of football and I played football when I was a kid. So did I. Right. So you're, you're willing to go in that, but Hey, mine wasn't a scout when I was a kid. He wants to be a scout. I don't know if I'm willing to invest a hundred bucks into it. Right. right. Because he's going to, he's not going to want to do it a month from now. It's been a hundred bucks, but I know he'll play football because I did. And I'm going to push him towards football. Right. Whereas also, like, I didn't. I played baseball up until eighth grade, and I, you know, like I, I wasn't great at it. I enjoyed it. Um, I was okay, but I didn't play in high school because I wasn't good enough, right? But I was a scout, and so now it's like my my kids, like I push into scouting because I was a scout, and of course I'm gonna go make sure they have a uniform because I I I personally know the importance of that because I was taught as a youth, and so it's like to your point the adult leaders need to be having that conversation with the parents about, Hey, get, you know, I, I get the, if you're not going to get the belt and the socks, that is part of the uniform. What's most important are the pants or shorts and mm-hmm. shirt, right? Like that's, that's what I take away. from Right. That. Exactly. And, and that's, it's one of those choosing your battles but and, and whether or not you uniform. can win them or not. Get them a uniform. Get them, them a uniform. Ball. Right. Yeah. And that's, what, you know, when you have your scout nights, that's one of the things that we discuss is when we send the kids outside to play and I have just the parents and I go, look, Hey, this is a uniformed organization. You need to make sure they look like this, because if they don't, you're actually setting them up to feel like they're not part of the group because they're looking at everyone else going, oh, they've got a full uniform. Why don't I have one? And it's open and, hey, if you can't afford it or you don't want to invest in it at the moment, come talk to us because right. it's important enough to us and important enough to their development that we make sure that they get it, whether or not you're really wanting to put in on it or not. And so we start them out the gate at, Hey, this is a, a, an expectation. This is part of being a scout. Just like you're not going to send your kid out on the field without pads and a helmet. This is what it takes to be a scout. And you need to, budget for that. Right. And there's going to be ways where your child can actually earn money to pay for that, which is going to be, I'm sure, a completely separate episode of because we've already talked about it in, in production meeting of whether or not it's okay to make a scout pay his own way and at what age you start doing that and things like that. <clears throat> But them doing fundraising 
and learning to pay their own way actually helps them pay for their own uniform and gets them to where they have even more pride in it because it's something they've spent their sweat equity on. Right. And I feel like I've talked way more than y'all. Oh, have this, on was this. Your, this was this was your baby. Very passionate about the uniform. Look, I, I, I am too. But again, for me, it's it's the pants and the shirt. I, I sometimes will wear jeans in my shirt when I'm mm-hmm. going there. I'm guilty of it. I try very hard to make sure I'm wearing scout shorts or my scout pants. Mm-hmm. But sometimes work just gets in the way, right? Yeah. And then I'll always show up and I'll have my scout pullover on. And and it's funny because my buddy will go up. Oh, Activity uniform. I'm like, that's right. Ching. I'm in uniform. So you're trying to also lead by example as the adult. But like I said, there are so many topics we're going to cover in on this. And, uh, you know, look, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. We're going to talk about summer camp, winter camp, the impact it has on your child, fundraising. That actually may be a two-parter. Um, <laughs> one part has me argue about uh, how and why, uh, that kind of thing. But also, like, you know, what does a troop meeting, what it should look like, how, yeah. how the troop should function, the hierarchy of the troop, a den meeting versus a pack meeting, where you as an adult fall into the, the plan and how you can impact the organization and by doing so impact – Hundreds of lives, if not thousands of lives. When you think about if Chuck has a pack of 140 kids and he makes an impact on, on each one of those kids, and those kids go out and make an impact on, on one person, he's doubled the number of people that he's making an impact on. So, you know, what you do in scouting has a big, makes a big difference in our community. And remember, that's one of the aims, right? Character, citizenship, personal fitness. It's a, it's a butterfly effect. It, you really, know? Is, it really is. So, subscribe, uh, you know. You'll know it's coming back around if you subscribe, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and if you have any ideas, uh, you can send it to Knives and Fire Podcast at gmail dot com or um, uh, go to anchor dot fm and look for Knives and Fire there. I think there's a way to send us a message. I'm ninety. You know, our producers probably got it set up, but he's kind of a bonehead, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But he's I always in uniform. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, I I am typically in full uniform. Yeah. Unless I have to go straight to round table from work. But so we, we touched on it just a little bit earlier. I want a, a nice little tag note. We kind of skipped over the fact that there is one piece of the scouting uniform that is authorized to wear at any time in any setting. And it's the neckerchief. The neckerchief, which is why there's really? such a big trade uh, trade market for neckerchiefs. Oh, I trading, when no I was matter, Jam, right. trading neckerchiefs. Yeah, no matter where you go and what version of a scout uniform you're wearing, or even if you are not in a scout uniform, you can wear a neckerchief on a global standpoint and be in scouting uniform. Did not know that. Interesting. A nice little tidbit to end. And my sister doesn't wear neckerchiefs. They're missing out. Totally. You should guys get the custom neckerchiefs made. I don't like wearing neckerchiefs. There's, there's more form to the neckerchief than just fashion. There is. You are right about that. Look, you can stop bleeding. You can yep. sling your arm up. Mm-hmm. Bandana. And, cool and, yourself down. Wear it across your face when it's right. in your sandstorm. Mm-hmm. You know, keeps keeps bugs out of your nose. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, filter water. No, mm-hmm. that's one of the first layers to get all the muck out of yes. it first. Yes. Look at that. Uh, so filter. That's got to be a whole other episode. Yeah. I think it, 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 it How to not die by using in, a neckerchief. In like <laughs> season three, we're going to be like, all right, so we should talk about neckerchiefs. So yeah. please, please subscribe so we can get to season three. Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. I don't uh, know we've got, be, we've got so much more to talk about in you subscribing helps get us there. <laughs> it's it's emotional encouragement. Yes. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's all we got for today. Uh, you know, if you if make sure you're doing your uniforms, make sure you're giving your kids the best the best chance that they can to be part of this program and to do it right. Uh, so uh, take care everybody. See you on the we got to do oh, that. Oh, wow, man. God, see, uh, look, we're still new. Look, it's, it's third episode. We're still third episode. Our, we're, we're, our feet are still. He's holding up his third. fingers like he's telling me there's three things. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, well, that's a different like, episode about why this song. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's, so true, much, so. there's so much into it. But anyway, we want to close with the F. Yeah. yeah. All right. On my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey the scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. Thanks very much, everybody. Tune in for our next episode. Do your best. Be prepared.